It's Thursday, August 1st, 2019, and you're listening to Last Time on Video Games, the show about retro video games and sometimes some other stuff. You're listening to episode 264, Chibis Make Everything Better. Runtime for this episode is 53 minutes. Hello and welcome to Last Time on Video Games, the podcast that makes sure its chibi girlfriends don't get kidnapped. My name is Jeremy. I'm helping prevent that by running for mayor. I'm Tyler. My name is Zach. I I guess I'm the ninja? Yeah, you know, that ninja friend everybody has. I feel like I'm the least Hagar of us. I do like how Guy is just like, he's the friend that they asked to help move, but they (laughs) asked them to help fight the gangs to save their girlfriend slash daughter. Well, it's it's like uh, the Waluigi thing. Like, Waluigi is Wario's sports friend, but he's not interested in actually fighting with anybody. He's like, "You you need help moving a couch or a doubles partner. I'm there. You want to go fight and punch people in the face, dude? I'm not into that. There's a web comic specifically about that, and I forget which one it is. I feel like I heard it's it from zombie. I heard it okay. from you, so yeah, I think it's more like the, your friend with a f- pickup truck, but he's guy's friend who is a ninja. Yeah, <laughs> everybody has a f- that friend that's got the pickup truck. It's just a matter of who drew the short straw that has to own the pickup truck. I just really like that Cody and his girlfriend hang out with his girlfriend's dad. And I'd like to imagine that Hagar is just really cool dad. We played Mighty Final Fight, by the way. It's like Final Fight, but mightier. Actually, it's like Final it's Fight, actually, but It's actually less mightier. Less mightier? Less mighty, I think. It's a little bit like the, uh, if looking for a modern comparison, it's like you take Attack on Titan, which is a normal Final Fight, <laughs> and then you have Attack on Junior High Titans, which is the... like a comedy version of Attack on Titan, if you're familiar with that at all. I'm not, but that's a I weird concept. I don't remember what it exactly it is, but it's like Attack on Junior High or something like that. It's it's basically chibi version of Attack on Titan. It's like how the chibi version of Ruby is just better than Ruby in every way. I wonder if that one Attack on Titan Flash game still exists, because I had a lot of fun with that. I just like stopped having time to play it. A uh, Attack on Titan 2 sequel like game came out. I, yeah, I've never played any of the officially produced ones, and I've heard they range from horrible to I so <laughs> just like that I I so what have you been playing that's I eat, Zach <laughs> I, I nearly killed Tyler with coffee just there uh so I've actually been up to a wide range of different games I played a little bit of MechWarrior online with my uh my buddy's clan I watched a couple of videos because one of them usually records them so I watched his videos on those and it's kind of funny because I don't have TeamSpeak. I have no intentions of getting TeamSpeak. And you said regular, this exact same thing on a previous and podcast. Ta- well, this time I could actually hear what everybody was saying in TeamSpeak after I rewatched it. And I'm like, yeah, if people had actually remembered I can't hear them when they're talking in that, a lot of this would have been averted. But it was pretty... F- I ended up like topping the damage charts in a, in a couple of the games I actually did well in. Okay, For so- those of you who cannot see the podcast being recorded right now, Zach keeps touching his finger like he is counting his points. But he just keeps touching the same finger <laughs> that is extended and is maddening just, to me. At least I'm not playing with anything loud, which is what it's I would true. probably be doing if I wasn't doing that. So really quick, is TeamSpeak the it just like in-game chat? Or no, is it like a specific is a separate, thing? is a separate program. Okay, I've never heard of this. Re- also, it's very old. It's like when I was playing World of Warcraft in 2005. Like it Team was the voiceover and Ventrilo were the options. That everybody uses. Like he said, it's either Ventrilo or TeamSpeak. And now like... We always, used, we always use Dolby, and then when Dolby went away, we used Discord. So I have a large group of friends that use Hangouts, um, and that's going away. I'm trying to convert everyone to Discord. Really? Hangouts is going away? Oh, yeah. Um, 2020, I think. Um, they've actually killed pretty much all their chat engines, and they're replacing it with Google Chat. <laughs> um, and they're like, hey, get off of Hangouts, go to Google Chat, but you can't unless you're in the beta. So I'm not, I'm not just, sure what I, they're up to. I just remember when Dolby was like, we're taking away Dolby Axon, all of us went, well, that's a shame. Discord? <laughs> Yeah, yeah I was like, no! <laughs> Just like that? Yeah. Well, actually, you're Discord like, yeah, that sounds me. like a good idea. And this, then Discord was like, I hate this guy. Well, I knew Discord hated me when we started. Discord um, has hated me for a very long time. But uh, we, we got a chance in that stream um, to play a stock mode where it took eight guys playing Intersphere Mediums versus five clan uh, guys playing Clan Heavies and Assaults. And the Intersphere guys won. I like playing the stock mode, which basically says any chassis that you pick, you get whatever stock is on that. What it comes from the factory instead of whatever you modified it to carry. 
So it's like stock car racing instead it's stock mech killing. Well, I mean, stock cars are kind of different, but... Nope. Exactly the same. The analogy tracks. Continue. So whatever. <laughs> I, I, I always enjoy doing that, but it's not something that comes up very much because it's really only available in, in the lobbies and not actually a game mode. Yeah. For anybody curious, I use a Hunchback 4G, which is like, I have a big auto cannon and a couple of lasers, and that's all I have. And I did really well. I picked up Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Are you playing Glass? Yeah, who have you been playing? I have been playing Recruit. <laughs> oh, he's my favorite operator. Um, About 50% of the time. So the two operators that I have at the moment are uh, Ash, who has, like, her special gadget is... Throwing dynamite and shooting it with her lawn rifle. No, wrong game. Get, wrong game. <laughs> uh, Frost era, that gives the entire map. Wrong, yeah, wrong game again. Her special gadget is she has a grenade launcher that fires a breaching charge. It gets into a wall and then blows a hole in the wall for you. Oh, that sounds really useful. I'm told it's very good in the current meta, but I don't know for sure. I, I have no idea. I'm not very good at the game. I like her, although she has like an, she's very light on armor and whatnot, but she has... She's very, supposed to be very fast, but I don't know how to make good use of that because I'm not very good at the game. She seems like a good support, though. Like, if you got someone heavier, you can blow a way through for them. It's just, like, it's weird. I've been playing on the newcomer playlist, and I don't know if it's because of where I am. And it's just, you're, there's a lot of people who have been, like, banned for cheating or banned for toxicity in the game playing in that playlist. So there's a bunch of people who are better than the um, the first 50 levels that you're supposed to be to play in that list. Or if I just really suck and i think it might be a little bit of column a a little bit of column b so she's the one i've been using on attack when i get her when i can play her otherwise it's play recruit because i don't have any other attackers and then the other one i got is pulse whose special gadget on defense is he gets a heartbeat sensor that he can you know look around i haven't really been able to figure out how good to use i think he's one of those characters that if you have good communication with your yeah. teammates, he's he can super be good really for seeing powerful. through the wall and seeing where people are. But I yeah. mean, you kind of follow this game a little bit, right? Only a very little bit. But like, he seems like he would be really useful for that because it's like, okay, I can see where they are and I'm going to narrate and give my teammates some information. But because I'm playing with randos, he seems a lot worse. I've just been using him mainly because he gets additional gadgets as opposed to the recruit who only gets one barricade yeah does a recruit have anything going for them not really like they they've got a lot of varied equipment but they can't put like attachments on their guns they only get one wall like one like wall secure barricade thing that they can put up they don't have any special gadget like the heartbeat sensor or that grenade launcher or anything like that so i don't know i one of the games that i played i somebody broke a wi- broke a uh one of the barricades on a window and i didn't know where they were so i just like i zoomed in and just shot a little bit out the window to kind of scare off whoever just did that and got a headshot <laughs> i was like huh, i didn't even realize there was a dude back there but all right i'll take it one of my favorite ones though is i was lying down i i could see a guy and so i was shooting at him i could see blood coming off i'm like why isn't the guy dying so i was shooting at him and shooting at him and then my teammate killed it uh, then my teammate killed him and i found out what i'd actually been shooting at was a body at the, at the foot <laughs> of the stairs and so the gu- the guy that was coming down the stairs could see the shooting. So he was looking in my direction, and my teammate came up from be- from beside him because he was staring at me, trying to uh, see if he could find a way to pick you off, basically. Well, because he knew I was there. It's yeah. like I wasn't really hiding very well. But the I do like their uh, showdown game where it's a three v three. Everybody has double barreled shotguns and revolvers because it's like old wests. This sounds stuff. like a. Uh counter-strike variant we would have played back in the day it, yeah i mean it, it kind of is like they give a free pack and then a second pack because this game also has loot boxes basically i'm like i don't want to pay for any of this but i opened up the first one and was like here's a skin for this really expensive operator and i'm like neat that's gonna be a while and I'm, i guess i know who i'm unlocking <laughs> next what operator is it uh cade don't know which one that is so he's a moroccan guy <laughs> Okay. Um, but what's his thing, though? What's his deal? Is he into knives? He can... <laughs> his special gadget is, like, he's got these electric things that can electrify barricaded walls or barbed wire. So that, that he you sets can't them break down. through them? Or? Um, I think they deal damage if you touch them. Yeah, I, I do know which one that is. Uh, so, like, he seems fun to begin with, but at the same time, it's like, I guess I'm going to get him next, even though he's 25,000 renowned, and you get, like, 400 on a win. So it's going to be a bit. I've got a skin. I might as well get that. There were two free ones. There was the one they just gave you, and then there was one for completing this challenge of winning, like, 10 rounds or something like that. And this pack I got for that was, like, a just a coin that goes on the side of your gun, like a little bit of bling, I guess. But, like... 
I, it's a fun game. It's hard, I think. I'm bad at it, which, you know, I'm not very good at a lot of games. But Can you play against bots in this? Uh, there is Terrorist Hunt. So okay. I've been I've been doing a little bit of that. It's it's real difficult, at least for the solo, because the Terrorist Hunt, they re, I think they respawn. So actually, maybe this is a better question. Um, if you queue, are you queuing with people with similar skill levels? Is I there think, like a ranking system? Well, I'm playing, like I said, in the... Uh, I'm currently playing in this in the playlist that's marked for newcomers. So it's from rank zero to rank fifty. There is a ranking system. Yes. Okay. There is a ranking system. I'm not interacting with it at all. Yeah, so um, is it like Overwatch's ranking system, which is just experience based as far as I can tell? I don't know how accurate it is or how it's determined. I know it has Blizzard slash League of Legends style like tiers. Yeah, like I want an ELO system somewhere in there, so I'm not There's, paired with people who are gonna completely stomp me. I would bet and it, it just because it's a general thing, I would bet that the both playlists have an MMR rating or an ELO rating on them. The casual one has one, and then the base, then the ranked one has one. But the ranked one is probably a lot more strict about what it's looking for, whereas the casual one probably doesn't. Like the newcomer one is seems to be a little bit of all over the place because I think a lot of that one is also people who have been banned for toxicity Are coming basically back. smurfing. They're smurfing coming back into the game, but I can't say one way or the other it just seems like there are some people that seem like they're a lot better than what the game level would be at or what you would expect a new player to be at so that's either just me projecting that I they should be worse than this or <laughs> they're just that much better at the game than i am so that's interesting because you tend to raffle stomp in fps's although you haven't been playing them as frequently i tend lately, to raffle so. stomp you guys and most of that was in um console based shooters that's fair. I've always been better in console based than I have in Yeah, and I'm uh, PC way games. better at PC based shooters, so I think a lot of that is also I I was I played a lot more of console shooters for a long time. So a- as a person who really likes the idea of Counter Strike but wish wished it was more tactical, what do you recommend this game to me? I think Rainbow Six Siege is a better version of Counter Strike. Okay. Because the destructible environments make things so much more interesting. The different operators having their weapons limited because each not every operator can take every weapon or anything like or customize them all in the same way that's what it feels like at least ash can take the g3 or another rifle i've been using the g3 so i can't remember what the other one is and my defender can take a shotgun or a, or a submachine gun so like those are already different in what they can take for those so that differentiates them and each operator works a little bit differently in how their stuff works so i think that really reinforces that and it doesn't feel like i've encountered a weapon that like this is the op where this is just the best thing that doesn't mean there isn't one it just means i haven't run into it or i don't know enough about the game to understand i have encountered it already i feel like it's probably pretty situational though and because of the way the game is designed you know you you have to get into the building so the defenders are always got they've got a benefit but the attackers also have additional gear that they can use and and there's the preparation phase where the attackers use their drones to like go in and scout like around recon. And, and recon and stuff like that. So I, I think Rainbow Six Siege is actually better Counter-Strike. I don't think it'll dethrone Counter-Strike because Counter-Strike's been around for so long. It's just so popular. I was going to say, we both own Go, although I don't know that either of us have played it a whole I lot. I do have Go, but if I were to get, if I were to like take a pick, despite the fact that to play Siege, I had to put you play on my computer again because... It's a Ubisoft game. Is it only available through Uplay? Well, you can buy it through Steam. Okay. It just because Launches it also has to Uplay. launch through that. Yeah, I and it does. It, it anyway. does put um, it did put BattleEye on my computer as well. But you. Well, I mean, they have a. It's an anti-hacking thing that they wanted to put down. It's it's. I understand it. It doesn't bother me because it's like... Like, you're not doing anything. I'm not doing so. anything wrong, so what do I care? My problem is that's suspiciously close to a keylogger. <laughs> it's I, I, just a legal keylogger. I, I know I understand where you're coming from on that. I don't care for it, but I also kind of understand why they're doing it. So, I mean, I got it for $10. Yeah, and because that's a I good price. It, so. I got it for 50% off on the Steam sale, and quite honestly, I think it's worth the $20 they're currently selling it for. But, yeah, very good game. Very, very good game. Other than that, I... um. I played a little bit of Darkest Dungeon. That one's difficult to get into for extended periods because it's hard. And it's deflating. Yeah, kind of, especially when it's like, okay, I'm going to go do this and my guys are all super duper stressed out and hate me. I'm going to have to pull back because otherwise they're all going to die of heart attack. So that sucks. But after that, I I finally got around to and I picked up uh, that SNK Heroines for 20 bucks over at GameStop. 
So how's Terry what? Bogart, the best girl? Uh, oh, that game. Okay, that game. I forgot about this. This is like the most low-budget fighting game I've ever played. Oh, my friend. I have many low-budget fighting games. I know. Games. But like, this one all... I've you played, played Dive Kick with us, right? No, I haven't. <laughs> all the characters feel the same. You've played Dive Kick with us, right? No, I've not. I actually feel like Dive Kick differentiates pretty it actually well, does, which is weird. <laughs> all of them feel kind of the same when it comes to actually fighting i do like the ability the inventory or the items that you can use while playing but i wish the characters had a little bit more flair and individuality it's like but everything is so dumbed down and simple for like a brand make a new person to any kind of fighting game to play is like, it intended as like i think it's an intro supposed, game i think it is but honestly i think games like dragon ball z fighters do this better because the auto combo is is very one very flashy and Dude, very cool arxis it's a good company that makes good fighting games and there's a lot more additional stuff that's in that game that you can really manipulate and play with. Whereas this one, it's just like, yeah. And you do have to use your, like a super move to finish off your opponent. But even then it's like, yeah, yeah I'm not sure what I think about that mechanic. That I was kinda... curious to know what, like, cause that was one of the biggest, like a differentiation mechanics in the game. And it's kind of, it's just like, yeah, all right, I got it. Whatever. I mean, I always it's finish everyone with a super anyway. So that's, <laughs> it's are just... you okay? <laughs> Crack shoot. I think twenty bucks is about the right price for that. It, I wouldn't say it's a good game, but I wouldn't pay more than twenty dollars for it. I mean, I'm probably never going to buy it, so no, I think that I says my that says my opinion no, on it. I, I wouldn't recommend it highly to basically anybody because it's like, uh, whatever. Like, I like two D fighters a lot, but I've kind of dropped out of them just because. Eh. Play a lot of Smash. I play a lot of Smash, which is, I guess, a 2D fighter, but it's very different mechanically from a lot of them. Actually, kicking back for a lot of it, I played a lot of Smash recently. Really? Yeah. We played some while we were waiting for Kevin to start it with us. Oh. Yeah, and as soon as I finally got my temper under control after trying, failing to do a lot of stuff with corn, I started having a lot. It actually started being fun. I mean, I'm I'm perfectly happy to play some friendlies with you sometime if you want to, like, figure out how to do characters. Um, I'm also trying to play Ice Climbers right no, now, I'm, and I don't understand Ice Climbers. No, it was just because of the way a lot of that stuff worked. Joker's Joker's faster than Corrin, and for whatever reason, it never felt like that, so I kept trying to do stuff and completely screwing up and making myself mad, <laughs> because that's that's how I am. Joker plays a lot like Sheik, but with better range options. Although when we were doing it, at one, we had a game between one of my Mii fighters versus Jeremy's Mewtwo, and I killed Jeremy's Mewtwo twice with his own dark matter ball thingy. <laughs> Where where you reflect? I assume it had has a, a reflect. So yeah. it like he threw it at me twice, and died on both of them. So the secret with Mewtwo is you throw it from far enough away that you can counter reflect. No, I just keep forgetting that he had a reflect, and I wasn't <laughs> even throwing out like this will kill. I was like, okay, this will cover an approach. This will. I find. Are you familiar with B reverse? It's oh, like yeah. the thing where you press B and then immediately. Yes. Um, I find that's the best way to uh, fake people out with reflects. Not not just with Mewtwo, just generally. Well, like, he, well, he said he wasn't really using it because, you know, need to worry about... Yeah, you just forgot that he had it. It was right? like, I'm going to throw this out and then follow it because he's got to dodge it or something like that. And then just forgot I had the reflect and ran into it. <laughs> it happens. He, he schooled me with with his Lucina, though. Like, he kicked... The only character I can play. Right? Yeah. It's, like, my you man, it's me, a character I can play. He beat me with Zelda, too. I did. I like. It's not like it's my only good character. But that's the only character I have any confidence in. Like, if a gun was to my head, I like my Joker fairly well. I like my Mario still. Um, there's one other character. I'm... Joker was surprisingly easy for me to pick up. I he might be probably my third or fourth favorite. I don't right remember now. who it was that you played against my Ike, but that one was that one was ugly. <laughs> for Ike or for 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 whoever he was playing, um, he, Mega Man. That's what it was. Oh yeah, I'm bad at Mega, Mega Man. Man. Yeah, it, it got really it was difficult, and then I finally to to get on top of him. But then I did. It just it got ugly from there. They changed how he worked a lot from Smash Four, and I feel like he got nerfed. I've always found his A attack really awkward too. J just the standard like Mega one man Buster, shooter. Yeah. yeah. It, honestly, if if Jeremy had more practice because he's got the basics of the game like dodge rolling and stuff like that actually down, and he understands how those work. He'd probably beat me because all I have is being very, very, very aggressive and just constantly attacking people. Yeah, so whether or not it's a good idea. What I've learned about Smash, or, or having gone decent at Smash, has taught me why I sucked at other 2D fighters. And, like, I think that was... It took me a decade to play in Smash in order to understand that. But really, it's like all of... 
like I'm now good with almost anyone because it's all about just keeping spacing and yep. like it it took me forever to understand that. The thing we did learn and both were a little depressed is that you can't do a uh, you can't do an online match that contains computers. Yeah, that seems kind of lame. Um really, even in just you like, can't put computers into an online game in Smash Ultimate. That is so weird. Um I I don't play in lobbies a whole lot, but that's Huh. It was a little saddening because, like, I would have rather played on a team. And it was also a little, at least for me, a little sad. We played on the Persona stage every single time we played because that's Jeremy's favorite stage. <laughs> and mine is random because I don't have one. I like just whenever I'm playing that game, having anything pop up. But because I'm a madman, I play competitive on any stage with hazards on. <laughs> <laughs> no items, though. I'm not that mad. <laughs> See, that's the other. I play with items all the time because I find them entertaining and fun. Nope. I, I play matches with items on. I often play with no preference on my online setting because I like variety. So um, I'll just hop into whatever, really. I just prefer no items because I feel like they add a lot. Like, especially in a one-on-one match, if you got Pokeballs or Assist Trophies on, like if one person gets one, it can be run away pretty quickly. Yeah, we encountered a lot of that. Anything else, Zach? Uh... Played a little bit of Wasteland, too. That was the other game I picked up for the Steam I've never Steam heard sale. of this. It's an RPG. It's an RPG type of thing. It's Fallout-inspired. Yeah, it's, it's eh. not bad, but not... Like hard. a JRPG? No, more like... closer to Fallout. Okay, it's more similar to Fallout. Okay. Yeah, eh, it's all right. It's like, you ever play uh, whatever the really good... F- four? Four? Everyone likes four, right? Fallout 4? Yeah. No. Well, New, Vegas. New Vegas. I don't know. Fallout 4 was the one right before 76. Yeah, Fallout 4 it... is the one where it's like, hey, what dialogue option do you want? Yes, yes, sarcastic yes, or yeah. <laughs> okay, I thought everyone liked 4, but maybe New Vegas isn't what I was thinking of. It's probably New Vegas. Um, it has Kaiser. <laughs> I did play 4, or I have played 3, 4, and New Vegas. I've played all 3. So is it more like those, or is it more like the original More Fallout? like the original Fallout. Okay, gotcha. Top-down, isometric view, all that stuff. It's the reason I said Fallout and not Oblivion. That's fair. Yeah, no, and I thought it was pretty ambitious for a game studio I had never heard of, on a game I had never heard of, to make a open world like one of the bigger ones, but that makes more sense. So it's, it's a... It's a... I'm, I'm very looking forward to Fire Emblem. That's this month. I'm also kind of looking forward to Fire Emblem. I might pick it up. I've um, been in a Fire Emblem mood, and I'm trying to hold it for the new one. I think it might pass before it gets here. We'll see. That's unfortunate. I've been mostly in the mood for, like, a JRPG of some sort, which has almost made me pick up Bazuria again. Like, I started it, and I'm like, I'm too tired to enjoy this right now, and I just haven't picked... It seems daunting for me to pick it up, because I know it's going to be a time sink. I'm like, I don't want to lose all the time, so instead I spend all that time not playing that. <laughs> Allegedly, the new Fire Emblem... Like, without skipping cutscenes, as somebody said that it took him 80 hours to complete. One of the developers Oof. had 80 hours to complete one of the storylines. And there's three of them. We'll see. Oof. Well, I mean, that might be a decent value, especially if the storylines differ significantly. Um, that definitely seems like a good game investment. I am very much looking forward to that. But that's not out yet, unfortunately. That's out in a couple of weeks. What have you been doing, though, Tyler? Um, obviously playing Smash. Um, I've kind of picked it up again recently now that I've had energy. For a long time, all my free time was going to Earthbound, and I didn't realize how much time I was spending on Earthbound. <laughs> it's a long game, uh, so I picked up Smash and have uh, reinstated my quest to get every character into Elite. I've got over half the roster in now, but I'm trying Rosalina and Luma, and I... D- Lumas, how do those work? Science. They're like a nice climber, but you can put them where you want. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know how those work. I play I, I play heavy-hitting characters like Ike. Yeah, so my problem is I also play heavy-hitting characters, but I've already gotten all of them into Elite, so I don't know I don't know what to do. I've I also play... done all the fast characters, and I'm just down to the weird gimmicky people. <laughs> Little Mac? Little Mac's in Elite for me. I like Little Mac a lot. He's a terrible character. He's kind of fun to play, but he's terrible. Yes and no. I mean, once he's off stage, he's just dead. Say goodbye. Poor Mac. Uh, <laughs> but as long as you've managed to stay on stage, you got a lot of options. Well, actually, no, you have one option. That's smash attack. Just smash attack constantly. Just remove all the other buttons on your controller. Just press right stick. Comp- any direction. It doesn't matter. My right stick is set to tilt. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, um, I guess you actually have to perform smash attacks normally. I should probably set it to tilt, but I've gotten pretty good at not doing that. What does that actually mean? So if you just hold a direction and press A instead of like doing the smash attack, you do a different attack. 
So normally right stick is set to automatically smash attack for people who like need help doing smash attacks, I guess. It's like for beginners, they make it easier for you to do them. It also makes it much easier to do reverse direction ones and stuff like that. But if you are playing the game a lot, like you get good at doing smash attacks and sometimes the control inputs are so sensitive you accidentally do smash attacks instead of doing a tilt attack. So um, a lot of people who, who have played the game for longer will set that stick to do tilt attacks instead of smash attacks. So I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, like, so, if, uh, like, I extend smash is like the swing sword and then swing sword the other. Actually, no, his up smash is a better one. His up smash is like an arc over his head. His up tilt is he just, like, raises a sword. They're both useful, just depending on the situation. His, his down tilt is very useful. His up smash is fantastic. His up smash is one of the, the best stage. attacks in the game. If it's on one of the smaller stages, it's like, if I use this, I'm going to probably hit you because I take up half of it. Yeah, there's someone else who has a really good up smash, and I'm trying to think. Oh, Zelda. She'll catch you in a surprisingly wide radius. What else have I been up to? Because, obviously, Smash. I picked up a game today called Teppen, which is a Capcom-licensed deck-building card game thing. Did you make an X deck? Um, obviously, I made an X deck. What are you <laughs> even talking about? You could have made a Resident Evil deck. You've gotten so into Resident this, Evil lately. Is this a... Dokkan Battle Yu-Gi-Oh type of situation, or is this something else? It's something else entirely, and I'm not even sure quite how to describe it. It's more similar to Dokkan Battle than to Yu-Gi-Oh, I think. You have, I think it's a 30-card deck, um, but you have three slots and a, like, five-card hand at any given time, and you accrue energy slowly, which you can spend to play a card. So it's, like, real time. Once you play a card, it will slowly, like, progress an arrow towards the matching spot on the other character's side. And if it connects, it'll do damage to them unless they have something there to defend. So it's got like a tower defense element to it almost, kind like of? lanes? It's, yeah, it's got lanes. It sounds a little bit closer to uh, Hearthstone. I've never played a Hearthstone, so I don't know. Yes, it, so it's got lanes, but also everyone does like counterattacks, so it's kind of like a health war. So the way you get it, like each character has a special power. Uh, Mega Man's is that he picks up a heart container and increases his health, which is hilarious. He basically like pulls one out of the ground. is like, oh, this should be helpful, and then uses it on himself. So like his default deck is focused around keeping his monsters for like like I keep thinking of it in terms of magic, but basically keeping his monsters on field for as long as possible. You can play as Rathalos, not a <laughs> Rathalos, as just Rathalos. You can also play as Nirgigante. So. Um, I'm not sure why. Also, Wesker. No other Resident <laughs> Evil characters. Just Wesker. Well, this is Mega Man versus Rathalos versus Nergigante versus Wesker. <laughs> also, uh, Ryu. Uh, what? I'm guessing Beautiful Joe is not in there because Capcom wants to forget about him, and I don't understand why. Probably because the demo disc for that game wiped people's memory cards. Yeah. I don't know, it's an interesting game. It's beautiful, though. Like, the art is amazing. And it's reasonably fun. It's, like, probably not going to hold my attention for super long, but I, I spent, like, an hour over the course of the last Is this week a on phone it, so. game? Yeah, it's a mobile game. It's also free. They clearly have some pay elements, but it's mostly, like, unlock this new character. Mostly because you like Capcom characters, right? X is definitely the best. I really like his design. They went with, like, Endgame X, where he's got, like, that weird like gold armor? Thing. or No, uh, sorry, like, End of the Series X, where he's gotcha. got, like, the weird Halo thing right before he, like, becomes Zero's enemy for the rest of forever. That's been interesting. I feel like I've been up to something else. Um, obviously, more Moonlighter. Um, I really like that game. Still slacking my way through Breath of the Wild. I'm really sad I didn't start it in Master Mode. I didn't realize you had to start in Master Mode. So I don't get any sweet golden bokoblins to fight. There's been something else, I'm sure. I actually played a surprising amount of the assignment. I had a decent amount of fun with it. It was good in five-minute chunks, I think. I think that is the appropriate time to play this game, yeah. Yeah. Is there a Hagar in your card game? There might be. I don't know. It actually just released, so gotcha. probably they're going to add a bunch of characters eventually. Um, currently, it is Ryu and Chun-Li, Rathalos and Yurgigante. I don't know why they're like, you know what? We need two dragons as ca playable characters, I Technically guess. Technically speaking, only one of those is a dragon. The other's an elder dragon? Oh, no. Rathalos isn't a dragon, right? It's a worm. Okay. <laughs> Rathalos is a flying worm, whereas Nergigante is an elder dragon who eats other elder dragons. Nom, 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 nom. I'm trying to think. Wesker, for some reason. I don't know. It's got, like, a really random roster, I feel. But the X deck is fun because it, like, has a lot of throwbacks to, like, random X characters you forgot even existed. Um, also, his design looks really good. I've not seen... Like, he has a ball for the core of his body. Oh, is there a Dante? Oh, yeah, Dante's in there, for sure. Yeah, okay. I forgot about Dante. I think also Trish. 
Maybe. I don't know. There's another Devil May Cry character I haven't. Virgil, Trish, or Nero would all make sense. Yeah. So. Yeah, there was definitely a Dante. I'm trying... I don't know. It's like I said, it feels like a really hodgepodge roster, but it's also got some serious Soul Calibur vibes in terms of the story. And there, it's like actually surprisingly story focused. It wants you to play through every character's intro campaign. And then there's like this whole thing afterwards. That's interesting. I can't remember what the heck else I've been up to. So what have you been up to, Jeremy? Uh, my life continues to be weird and stressful. So my grandpa, he left me a deed to, in, just in case my life got too stressful. And he left me a farm down on Stardew Valley. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. Stardew Valley. Which one podcaster I listened to once described as the opposite of life because it is so unstressful. <laughs> so Jeremy got that started up and he hired a miner and a lazy fisher guy. And also a fourth guy who like is a vagabond that sometimes shows up and he's like, I'll mine too. <laughs> I'll do I, I was your farmhand for hire, really. Except I wasn't paying you. you were... I paid you an inventory slot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you did give me the stipend to carry your mining loot back for you. Uh, so I go fishing 95% of the time. So we've been playing Stardew Valley as well as Kevin. Uh, you might have heard on Jumpstart Weekly, which you should go listen to right now. We're talking about like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and some stuff. It's fun. Yeah, everyone um, likes JoJo, right? I really like the co-op Stardew Valley. Me too. It's fun. I just like Stardew Valley. I don't really think I have anything to say about it that I didn't say when I was playing it the first time. But it's nice to just let Kevin and Zach drive, and I just am like the wizened old farmer who would be like, you better plant your apricot trees now if you want to have them for the fall. Well, <laughs> like you say, you're, we're driving, but you're the one who's usually like, okay, let's go buy some, let's go expend all of our money on fall crops yeah, now. You are actually like the farm owner. You're sharecropping, basically. You own all the land, and then we're just doing all the work on your land. <laughs> Except for he's doing most of the work on his land. Me and I'm Kevin are doing the, the work everywhere else. <laughs> details i've got all my crab pots which are pretty great <laughs> i i hopped on specifically well maybe not specifically but i hopped on during an event in the like couple hours i played of this and it like pans over the docks and then you see all of zach's fishing traps filled with junk <laughs> i think a couple of them had something in there and they Mo wouldn't let they wouldn't let me go get them while the festival was going on so i couldn't empty them was there something you want to ask me about stardew Yes, but I can't remember now what it was. So, okay. Um, I had some very specific questions about like how mechanically it operates. Oh, no. Okay. It wasn't a very specific question at all. So, we're doing a lot of stuff, and I feel like I don't have enough time in the day to even do the one task I am doing. How do you play this game in single player? In single player, anytime you pause, the time stops. Or I think go indoors in a lot of cases. I mean, that helps a bit. I'm just thinking like when it's I'm... It's a time management game. I don't know that is true. You. you have to decide. Today I'm going to the mine. Oh, it's raining. This is my chance. I don't have to water all my crops. I'll have plenty of energy. Also, you plant a much smaller farm. Yeah, that is player. true. We have a giant farm. I have gone excessive with it because I have a bunch of people to help water it. Yeah, it, that really helps. And But at the same time, like you need all the additional crops because money is shared in co-op. So like to get... Those resources in single player takes a lot less time because also, you're not worried about because you're not worried about oh I've got all these other people who are trying to do the same thing. And also on our server, everything we sell is only seventy five percent value, oh. and a bunch of stuff costs more. Is that a server setting? Yeah. Or? Okay. Yeah. So I spend all my time, most of my time fishing because like that's consistent money. I think I mentioned at one point Alex tried to pick this game up because she's like, I like the idea of Harvest Moon, and she bounced off of it pretty quickly. I think that's because it, like, didn't do a whole lot in terms of telling you what the heck to do. Yeah, that's definitely um, a potential issue with it. Uh, but she was watching us play, and she's like, oh, this actually seems like fun. I'm like, yeah, I feel like it maybe doesn't, weirdly doesn't do enough hand-holding, maybe. That's, that's certainly possible, because it doesn't really tell you anything but plant some turnips. And uh, go find everyone in this town, which is weirdly big. Yeah, it, like it's just got so much going on. I can see getting lost at the start. Yeah, there's definitely a lot. There's the museum. There's farming, obviously. There's yeah, ranching, I think that's fishing, kind of, that's foraging, kind of why I mining. bounced off of it the first time, too, was because like I loaded it up and it was like, there's literally all this stuff to do. And I was like, and I have five played Harvest Moon before and I was like, uh, it's like Rune Factory Frontier Minecraft Animal Crossing, and like, man, I love all of that. Yeah, it's the Harvest Moon game I've wanted to come out since I played Harvest Moon 64, which I think is what I said back when I played yep. it. Yep. It's a lot of fun, especially playing with friends. Like, I didn't realize how much I wanted that in a Harvest Moon game. Yeah, me neither. It didn't seem... 
I wasn't sure how well it was going to work, but like, it's just like going out on the porch and drinking beers only you're playing Harvest Moon. <laughs> it's King of the Hill, the cooperative video game. It's yeah. like the modern day version of that where it's like, okay, we not have to worry about, okay, we need to tactically deploy and find out what who's going to use the flash pots to knock the monster down and who's going to do this thing. It's, I'm going fishing, guys. It's like, <laughs> I'm going to spend all our money on pumpkins. <laughs> I like the fishing minigame is surprisingly engaging. It's very simple, but pretty good. That's one of the reasons why I've spent so much time is I really like the fishing minigame. Kevin has said he's not so good at it, but it's not like he actually needs to be any good at it because I'm doing it all the time. Yeah, if he was playing on his own, that would be a problem because yeah. you do have to I picked it up pretty quickly, I feel. It took me a little while, too, but I've done it in the past, so it was like yeah. riding a bike. I know. I've gotten to the point where almost every fish I catch is perfect unless it's like a really fast fish, so... Well, most of those are the tricky ones. Yeah. Is that uh, the special fish are the really difficult ones to actually catch. The other thing I've been playing is Kingdom Hearts Recoded. Still? I thought you finished that. I for finished some Birth by Sleep. Okay. I've not talked about Recoded. Is yet. this the phone one? No. That's still two games away. I feel like it's always two games away <laughs> because I keep thinking it's next and it's not. Next is Dream Drop Distance. I think and I've then at, the phone one. I think every time you've mentioned it, I've yeah. asked the same one because Recoded sounds like it should be a phone it one. Does, to be fair, right? it was a phone game in Japan only in 2008. Okay, Okay, so that's the one. Is that that's why I always get confused? Is because it was a phone game, which is why it sounds like a phone game. Now this is one I was thinking of because they basically didn't. Like, it's still a phone game, basically, that they just ported. Oh, actually, it's got, like, real Kingdom Hearts mechanic. It's wow. kind of weird. I was looking forward to getting to spend some time with Sora, because I've played two Kingdom Hearts games without Sora in them at all. So I was like, he's right there on the cover. I was like, yeah, time to hang out with my boy Sora. So the plot of Recoded is, well, I guess at first, I, I Recoded's kind of infamous among Kingdom Hearts fans. And I thought I knew what I was getting into because in Kingdom Hearts 2, there's a character called Diz who has like a matrix, basically like a digital version of a town that he threw Roxas into for a while. Okay. And he I also has this. a gun that he uses to send things to the digital world. <laughs> this sounds okay. like a Digimon villain. Yes, actually, <laughs> it pretty much is. And he sounds like Jedi. He's voiced by Christopher Lee, but he sounds nice. like Jedi. And also, uh, another thing you need to know about Kingdom Hearts to understand this plot is that there's a mechanic in 1 and 2 where Jiminy Cricket keeps a journal, which is basically yep. just to track your minigame progress and also for you to refer to the story and stuff. So in Chain of Memories, it's all about Sora losing his memory, and there's a bit where like, we'll just check the journal. Oh no, it's all blank. We have been bamboozled. <laughs> <laughs> so Recoded starts with Jiminy Cricket looking at his two journals. He's like, oh, it's too bad. This one's all blank. Except for this very vague sentence we wrote in it that just says to thank Nominee. Man, we should have maybe wrote down some more details. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. And then he, so he's flipping through it and he's like, there's like a cry for help in the back. He's like, wait, I know this was not here. I checked like 30 goddamn times when we woke up at the start of Kingdom Hearts 2 and didn't know what was going on. So he takes it to Mickey and he's like, well, gosh, Jiminy, I got this little gun. We should convert it to PDF. <laughs> <laughs> then we could like control effort and stuff and we could see what's going on. <laughs> so they hit it with the digitizing gun um, <laughs> so they can read it. But there are bugs in it. And they're like, oh, gosh, what are we going to do about all these bugs? If only we knew someone in the journal that could get rid of these bugs. We should just have the Sora in the journal, who's a memory, get rid of all these bugs. But I thought they liked Jimmy Cricket. <laughs> no, <laughs> thanks, Zach. That, that rimshot goes there. So, so, so the, the way you, you get rid of bugs is physically fighting them? Yeah. So okay. then cut to Sora on Destiny Island. And Mick's like, Sora, Sora, can you hear me? He's like, God? Oh, no, I'm Mickey Mouse. I'm much stronger than God. <laughs> anyway, Sora, we need you to fight all the bugs. <laughs> I'm so confused. It's so dumb. They should have sent a poet. And so they sent Mickey Mouse. <laughs> so you play as Sora inside the memories of Kingdom Hearts 1, fighting a bunch of bugs with takes the form of like these like broken sections of code you have to go in. And, okay. place. and every world has kind of a different minigame gimmick. Like the Wonderland is almost like a text adventure. You have to go around finding phrases that relate to Alice in Wonderland and huh. like tell people the plot of Alice in Wonderland with them. Olympus Coliseum is just a JRPG, specifically Paper Mario. Okay, I'm into that. Oh, the problem with it is none of them are super deep. And so like it's hard to get into any one world. Like, the Olympus Coliseum combat was really cool, and then Hercules and Cloud are your party members, which is also <laughs> pretty cool, but, like, it's only one level's worth of RPG, so there aren't, like, a ton of mechanics or 
Gotcha. Level up. The level up system is also super interesting. It's kind of like the sphere grid. It's not really, but that's like the only like point of comparison I can think to bring up. You have little slots, and when you level up, you like put your level ups in the slots and like the go towards abilities. So you have to move towards abilities to unlock them. But every world you go to in the like game, you unlock a new starting area. And if you connect them, it doubles the value of all of the things huh. across them. That's interesting. Yeah. Strange. Anyway, it is a weird game. <laughs> Sounds like it. I mean, would you say it's a bad game or just it's not weird? super? It's not great. It's not yeah. like I would not I mean, call it a bad game. That's why I didn't ask if it was a good game, because it doesn't sound like a good game. It's definitely not a good game, but it is an interesting game, which a lot of the like Kingdom Hearts spinoffs fall into that. And just the plot is so dumb. And like, it's a bunch of Mickey Mouse explaining Kingdom Hearts, which is one of the best parts of Kingdom Hearts. When Mickey Mouse gets to go, did somebody say the door to darkness? Or they'll pay for this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that sounds awful. It's great. It's the best. The only other thing I've been playing is the assignment, which is Mighty Final Fight. And I didn't play a ton of it because I specifically chose it because we wouldn't have to play a ton of it because it's a brawler in a series we've already played and it's like a weird nes spin-off port of yeah, yeah final I fight i couldn't get into it but i could I, I i enjoyed it but it's a brawler and that's not really my bag remember way back when we started this podcast and we played i don't know streets of rage and i'm like i don't like brawlers very much do you see now why i said that yes i do <laughs> all, all these years later they just never have a lot of depth to them well at least they never feel like it so far, I think the one I've liked the most was that X-Men game, but even then, I don't think it was because of the gameplay. It was because I played it with four people, and that was a blast. You know, Square Enix got their hands on the genre at one point, and we should definitely play that game. The Bouncer? Yeah. Although it's a, it's more of a, uh, like, action. It's more of a Devil May Cry, really. Anyway. So, Mighty Final Fight is a kind of, like I said, downscaled port of Final Fight, but it's made for the NES, and the way they made it sound out is they made all the characters super, super chibi. Guys, and they I also love it. <laughs> they, it's pretty great. They also make the plot kind of chibi. <laughs> like, it's just Hagar, Guy, and Cody hanging out in, like, the gym when <laughs> Hagar gets a call from the evil cartoon gang villains who are like, we have kidnapped your daughter! Ha ha! <laughs> and he's like, Guy, Cody, come on, we gotta go. And Guy's like, why do I have to go? Because you're a ninja. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm just here to move a TV. All right. Yeah, and he moves a TV by killing people. That's how it works. But then it's pretty much a brawler. It's got a level up mechanic similar to the original NES Double Dragon. It doesn't. Re- I can't tell what the level does, except I, after level four, you get access to a special attack. I couldn't notice. I think if you um, I think if you level up, you get full health again. But I don't know. Uh, there's also a max level, so I have no clue. Because once you get to level four, you get a special attack, and then there's levels after that. So I don't know what it does. Anyway, they're like, I guess, key element that makes it different than a lot of other brawlers, although Final Fight has this and other ones do have it. But I just really noticed it here is a grapple mechanic. If you walk into somebody, you will grapple them and then you can do a few attacks before you suplex them. I found it really hard to get off unless I jumped on top of the enemy and did that. Although if you attack them, you'll stun. You can generally stun lock them for the full combo as well. Uh, I I found that if I attacked them and then tried to grapple them, they would just hit me as I move into grapple. Well, I didn't grapple them. I just usually stunlocked them. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's fair. I just like the idea of the grapple, but like you said, like there's no reason to do it because your just punch has better range. And like most brawlers, unfortunately, the best range option is almost always just the best option. So what I will say is those big guys who block a lot, if you just jump onto them and pick them up, you can use them as weapons against the other enemy on screen. Can you really? Yep. Hagar specifically has like an, I don't know what you call it, like that you drop someone on their head from midair. There's a name. A pile driver? Yeah, I guess it's a pile driver. Yeah, you have a pile driver that has a ridiculously wide radius and you can move while carrying people. Anyway. So it looks really good. It's especially for an NES game. The chibi graphics really do a lot for it. It helps them convey the characters of Final Fight, including the villains. Unfortunately, you don't get to see their names on screen, which is something even River City Ransom was able to do. And there can only be two enemies at a time. But that doesn't feel like the biggest problem because you're never getting swarmed, really. Yeah, without being swarmed, it usually alleviates one of the things that I usually have a problem with the uh, brawlers. Because a lot of times in brawlers, there's like five or six guys and you usually get swarmed and you can't attack from every direction at the same time. But I feel like it's a lot more tactical than other brawlers because of that. Like you really have to think more like, 
well, I've got these two people, these two specific attack patterns, like where do I position myself? So I think that might be part of the reason I enjoyed this a lot more than I generally The answer is jump kick. I mean, yeah, the answer is always jump kick. That's the answer to every brawler ever. Um, but I, I wanted to avoid that crutch because it takes so long for Hagar to butt bounce people to death. The real problem with this game, though, is in addition to the two enemies be only being allowed to be on screen, it has no multiplayer function, which is really what brawlers need to like be fun, I think, unfortunately. They're a lot more fun when you're doing them with someone else and commenting about the stupid story and how cute all the chibi <laughs> characters are. Oftentimes, multiplayer helps a lot with a lot of games. G-R-A-S-P. Do you want to talk about the bosses, Tyler? I mean, they're cheap brawler bosses, so I don't know that there's much more to say about them. Yeah, there's not a whole lot. There are a couple of them. I Okay, so I will preface this with the fact that I can't remember many of the final fight bosses except Katana, and he's in this game. Um, the bosses are not great one way or the other. They range from trivially easy to absolute nonsense, and there's not really any in between. Katana was like the most in between, but he even he was leaning more towards the trivially easy side. So, And you can't just throw quarters at this game because your NES doesn't care. I mean, the one thing that you do have that is, I think, standard in most brawlers is like a an attack that consumes health in order to damage enemies. And I feel like that's pre- that's actually more useful against the bosses than it is against like random moves because a lot of them will have attack patterns that you can only break through by doing that. I don't know. Not, none of them stood out particularly. There's a cool elevator level and it's actually an elevator level I like because it just throws weapons at you the entire time that you can use on everyone. Okay, that's kind of neat. It is. Yeah, it's kind of an inversion of it, where normally on elevator levels you're swarmed and you're like, ah, oh, man, how how soon until this elevator ends? On this, I'm like, man, I can't, I can't, or I'm sad I'm going to have to get off this elevator and not be able to swing my squeaky hammer at people anymore. I feel like we haven't talked about it very long, but I also don't know that there's a lot to say. It's incredibly charming, which is a nice surprise, and it was quite a bit more fun than I was expecting, but at the end of the day, it's a brawler, and I don't know that's really worth a ton of time. Especially since it's already a weird deviation from Final Fight. Like I, I would agree with that assessment. It's not terrible, but that lack of multiplayer really hurts it. The fact that you don't have a lot going on. I really feel like if it gave it any sort of like Street Fighter style moveset where you can like do button inputs to do slightly different things, like that uh, I mean this applies to basically any brawler, I feel like would help it a lot. But at the end of the day, it's it's a competent game, and it's very cute. It is a very charming art style. I did like the art style quite yeah. a bit. <laughs> I actually, I love Poison in this game, because she just bitch slaps you. <laughs> so speaking of charming art styles, we have a list on our website, www.lastpodcast.com, listing all the games we've played from best to worst. The game with the best art style by Akira Toriyama is Chrono Trigger. And we have other games with art by Akira Toriyama in this list, so that's saying something. The game with the worst generic-ass anime art style is City Connection. And the game with the most medium American sensibilities art style is Tecmo Bowl. <laughs> so I feel like we have to start by comparing it to Final Fight, and the Final Fight we have on here is the one on the Super Nintendo. I found it more charming and in some ways more fun, but I think the lack of multiplayer kind of means we have to put it lower, even if this one has Guy. I, yeah. I agree with Jeremy here. It was taking me a little bit of time, and I think I had more fun playing this one. But without multiplayer, I think Final Fight on the SNES is just better. So it's not even the multiplayer that kills it for me. So I agree. Also, I think I had more fun with this game, which seems to be a common theme, probably just because it's chippy. It actually lacks a bit of the mechanical complexity that even the original Final Fight had, which is not a whole lot more. But it it gives you slightly more options. And this game kind of ended up just being walk up, punch, punch, punch. Slightly more than even other brawlers, so. So another NES brawler that I don't believe has multiplayer is Renegade. Oh, yeah, that one. I like Renegade more. It's, you know, it's the ex- Hawk show looking one. Oh, okay. It's not River City Ransom, but it's the precursor to that. I, I, I will explain why I like it more if we care, but. I yeah, think I, like... I actually preferred this one to that game, if I'm honest. It's pretty close for me. What's your thought, Tyler? The reason I like River City Ransom more is because... Uh, I like River City Ransom's a much Sorry, game. well, I mean, yeah, um, I also prefer River City Ransom. No, the reason I like Renegade more is because it did a pretty good job at designing, like, very specific scenarios. So, like, any particular room, you just had to get through the room and you get restored to full health. Uh, and this one is, like, a lot more of a slog and you have to just, like, keep going through. So you're not really sure when you can afford to take hits at any given point. 
really it's at the boss is the only place you can afford to take hits in this game. So I like the fact that it can give you some tactical encounters that you have to think through, but it's always going to be the same encounter. Yeah, I pretty much agree with you for the same reason. So uh, next up, rise from your grave. And that's Mimi as heck, but honestly, I really like Chibi Hagar. I, so. think, <laughs> I think Final Final Fight on the NES is better than that. Okay. So dead center between those is Stonekeep. I don't... Oh, that game. Okay, that game. I definitely had more fun with yeah, that's Mighty an Final Fight. Stonekeep is a much more ambitious game this one is a is a port to a previous generation and while i think i had more fun with mighty mighty final fight i think i'd personally have to give it to stonekeep on that ambition fact it's weird like stonekeep has a lot of problems and mighty final fight doesn't really have any problems except that it is a simpler genre like they weren't trying as much and therefore there wasn't as much to screw up on i don't know that's a hard decision for me do you have any strong opinions here i want to put it below just because what's right below there is such a perfect comparison point (laughs) um i think i kind of agree with zach though like there's just so much more meat in stone keep even if the meat's kind of gamey so another game that was a backport to a weaker system how do we think it compares to sonic the hedgehog for Master System. Uh, it's better. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mighty Final <laughs> Fight will go at number 215, above Sonic for Master System, and below Stone Keep. Is that the, the, the conditional section of the list? I mean, it's above Altered Beast, and Base is Loaded, and Streets of Rage. <laughs> well, there's very little in the way Game Ground, like, Zombies Ate My Neighbors, never, yeah. Never played These are all game. games I would play okay. again. Like so I would there there because there's that section of Super the list Star Wars is just, not too much lower. That's conditional. Like you you can play this, but whereas it's not that that very bottom of the list. Whereas like don't even bother. I feel like oh yeah, Ghosts and Goblins is under here. I would actively recommend Mighty Final Fight if you could find it for free. Like if you want to kill a half hour, it's a fun game. It's not a game I would say that you need to play at any point in your life. Well, I think even the $5 I got, I paid for it on the Wii U was okay. Yeah, I mean, $5 isn't a bad price. I might pick it up again sometime since I just, like I have it on my phone, so it's just there. What are we going to play next week, Zach? Well, because Tyler mentioned it to me recently, I believe we're finally going to go back to the Fallout franchise. We're going to play Fallout Tactics. Nice. Tactics over 2? Okay. Yes. Hopefully I have time to play it. I don't think I will, but I'm going to try. I mean, I think you can play a couple rounds and kind of understand it, so... So uh, next time on Last Time, Fat Boys are tactical mix, right? Podcast production, copyright 2019.